Well, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And today we've got a great episode lined up for you. We're talking about the issue of anxiety. And in particular, we're talking about a new book just released, Searching for Calmer Waters, um, from our guest, uh, Rick. Rick, I've already forgot your last name. I'm sorry. Uh, Ambergy. Ambergy, okay. Let me start that over again. Ambergy. Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And joining me today is Rick Ambergy. Uh, Rick, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, we're going to be talking about the issue of anxiety, and uh, specifically your book, uh, Searching for Calmer Waters. So, Rick, kind of walk us through a little bit about this. This book really is autobiographical. It's, it's your story um, with anxiety. Now, I wanted to cover this because I, I know within the church today, there's a lot of misunderstanding about anxiety. Anything from it doesn't exist or, hey, you just have to trust Jesus more. Um, and there's a lot of people suffering from this, and I think they're afraid to get the help they need because they, they feel ashamed or they feel like they're the only one who's doing who's going through this or they're feeling like, uh, well, this is just a sin issue and I just got to get this right. So, Rick, can you kind of walk us through your story? Okay. Well, a little bit of background on the book. My mother and I decided that we were going to take 16 cruises in a row last year and we were going to spend 100 days on a cruise ship in, in the Caribbean Sea and uh, and I originally thought that I was just going to keep a journal and this was going to be like a travel book. Uh, I'd always thought about it would be nice to write a travel book or travel log or something of that nature uh, but when I got into this and when I was in the trip and I saw how that trip was impacting my anxiety and how it was helping me. Uh, it became, it morphed into something so much bigger. It's, it's like uh, how, how we can do things to kind of relieve anxiety. We can't, we can't heal our anxiety or overcome anxiety, but we can do things to manage the anxiety. And, and I, I felt strongly like if I was going to talk about anxiety, I needed to let everyone know my story and kind of where I came from and why I had anxiety and kept some of the things that gave me anxiety. Um, like, like you were talking about people deal with this for years. I, w I was that way. Uh, I've, I've had it since I was a child. I, I didn't, I didn't seek help until I was in my thirties. So, so I dealt with this and I hit it. I grew up in a time when, when the mental health is not something that you talk about. Uh, mental health, you, you just sweep it under the rug and you pretend like you're normal and, and uh, you just hope for the best. But right. it, you just walk it off, right? Absolutely. And it got to a point where, uh, where it impacted me so much. I was having trouble functioning, doing, uh, doing the simplest of things like, driving or working or, or even, even the things I enjoy, I didn't get as much joy in. So, so I, I, I knew I, I had to do something to fix me to kind of, uh, kind of improve my life. And that, and that's what I've done. Can you define what do we mean by anxiety? Cause some people think, well, um, I don't know why you show, I mean, everybody gets worried from time to time. How would you define right. 
anxiety? Well, well, there, there's di different types of anxiety, and there's different things that gave you, gives you anxiety. I, I, I have anxiety. I, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I have panic attacks. I have, I, I have things like that. I also have uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and PTSD. And uh, I, I didn't really understand the PTSD at first because. I always thought that was something that soldiers get and, and when when they're out to war and and I've never been in the military so I didn't understand why I had PTSD but but uh, as, as I was going through therapy it was explained to me that you can have PTSD from, from uh, stressful traumatic situations and that stemmed from from verbal and emotional abuse I sustained as a child. So talk to us about, you're, you're a Christian. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you're very open about that in your book. That's why, that's why we had you on the podcast here today. Right. Um, I, I think, I, I know even within the church, this is one of those closeted issues that we don't want to talk about in public because it feels like, um, it, again, swept under the rug, almost, you know, like, hey, um, your problem isn't is anxiety. Your, your problem is you just don't have enough faith or you're just not trusting God enough. Um, I'm wondering if you went through that that as well within your your faith walk. Absolutely, I, I I think everyone does that. I think I think that more of uh, it wasn't as much of how people reacted, but how I was afraid people would react. I didn't even give them the chance to react poorly because because I was scared to, to even tell anyone, even, even the people I considered my best friends, I, I, I didn't open up fully to. And, and in this book, I've told things about my life and my past that I don't think I've ever told to anybody before. So, so it, was, it was very vulnerable and very raw, just, just opening up and telling those stories for the first time. So what do you hope, people gain from reading this book? Hey, uh, I, I want people to understand, one, that they're not alone. I want people to, to understand just some different ways that they can manage their anxiety. For, for me, one thing that, that I had to have to do um, was I had to forgive people who I perceived had wronged me because we, we are told in Mark 11 that, uh, uh, that when we go to prayer, we are asked to forgive. Uh, and, and God wants us to forgive the people around us so he can forgive us for our sins. But, uh, but I mean, I think we hold grudges. I think we hold on to, to things. We dwell on the past. And I think that that is a source of anxiety. And, uh, and I think, that that was a thing for me. I, I had a very turbulent relationship with my father. And, uh, and I mean, even, even after his passing, I kind of had a resentment and anger toward him. And that kept me from having full joy in my life. And, and, and I had to, to say, okay, that's the past. He's not here anymore. Uh, he can't hurt me anymore. No matter what happened in the past, I'll make it very clear. He was never physically or sexually abusive, but 
but he he was verbally verbally abusive when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, but but I mean, I, I I had had to give that up, and and I also had to forgive people like in in relationships like like past girlfriends I thought had broken my heart or or uh, bosses that I thought had uh, had treated me poorly. I I, I had to give that up and. And, and for, forgive those people because uh, life is too short to hang on to, to the past. I, I'm more focused on the here and now and enjoying what I've been given because I, I wake up every day and, and I see every day as a gift because you and I, we woke up this morning. Not everyone got that opportunity. So how have you, how have you drawn closer to the Lord? even through battling through your anxiety? I, I think there was just a lot of reflection. I think there was a lot of prayer, a lot of, of a, a lot more diving into scripture. I was, I've always been a believer, but, uh, and I've al- always believed in God. I've always believed Jesus died for me, but, but I wasn't always one that read the Bible as much as I should. I've, I've been in the last year, I've been reading the Bible more than I've ever read the Bible in my life. And, and I think, I think when, when you make a routine and you're daily, you're not just, uh, you're not just once a week, every Sunday, uh, have, having church, you're, uh, every day, that's a part of your life. You're, you're praying on a daily basis and, and you are, uh, and you're reading the Bible on a daily basis, and and that's that's part of who you are. I, I think I, I think you can't help but have an inner peace and and uh, and ha- have a more relaxed nature about you. So daily Bible reading, daily prayer, uh, a true relationship with God helps. Absolutely. You. Um, tell us a little bit about. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Now, I know a lot of this book is, is your, your journals through um, these cruises that you took, but I'm wondering how difficult that was to actually put uh, pen to paper and to publish this because you're very personal um, right. in, in this. And I don't know if I were writing a book on this topic, I don't know if I, if I could be as, as transparent and blatant as you. How difficult was that? It, it was, it was difficult. It, there were some things that were, were extremely difficult to write and to open up. And the, the, there were points when I was writing, I said to myself, no, I don't want to put that in there. I, people don't need to know that. And then, th- then, I, then I had to stop myself and I say, if I'm going to be honest and I'm doing this to, to legitimately help people, um, then I need to tell everything. I, I need to tell the good and the bad and and there, there were there were times that I uh, uh, that I thought that I, I might not view be viewed in the most positive light because of things I've thought and things that I've said and things that that I've done. But but that that's okay. We we all make mistakes. We all grow. So if if, if I, I need to put those in there because I'm not showing my my full growth unless I unless I let people know that. Um, because there was there was a moment uh, to give you a specific. There was a moment uh, that I was writing about the, the moment 
that, that I found out that my father had passed away. And, uh, and my first feeling was not sadness. It was relief that it's finally over. I, I'm finally free. And that's, that's, not a, that's not a feeling I wanted to have. That's not, not a feeling that, that I think is, but, but, but I mean, with, with the context of where I came from, I think, I think that's something people will understand. But, but as since then, with the reflection, of course, I miss him. Of course, I wish he was still with me. Of course, I wish I could still talk to him. And I'm sad that he's not here, but 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 that uh, that initial feeling it was was a shock to me, even even to me. So so uh, there are things that's in the book that I'm not that I'm not really proud of, and I thought it was important that I tell those things, and particularly something like that that's that personal and that raw. Uh, it's uh, it was very difficult for me to write, but I. I needed to find a way to to get it out there. Yeah, I find that when I'm dealing with people of uh, counseling situations, you know, once you speak up, um, you're you're hardly ever just speaking for yourself. In, in other words, uh, you'll say something, and people are like you know what I can identify with that. That's that that's what I'm going through. That's how that's how I'm struggling. And so the book is very helpful. And I think a lot of people are going to find a voice they didn't have before just reading through those pages. Right. And I, I, I have been so humbled over the last week since this book has been out because uh, there have been so many people that came and say, I, I deal with that. And I, I, I can relate to what you're saying. And, and uh, I, I think that this can help me. And I, I, I had someone come to me and say, uh, I want to read your book, but I've got two family members who uh, who are um, who are also struggling. So so I'm going to order three copies of it. And, and just the fact that it's it's reaching so many people and and um, on on the Amazon store, the the paperback, I, I haven't gotten the paperbacks in yet. The paperback, you can order it through Amazon. But uh but I'll, I'll tell you in the Kindle store, uh, since almost immediately it's been in the top 10 of, of free, uh, of free, uh, Kindle books about yeah. mental health, because for the first five days, of the release, I made it free, a free download. It's, it's not a free download anymore. It's seven ninety nine. but, uh, but, but I think that, uh, I, I think people still, uh, are still going to flock to it and still enjoy it because I, I was, I was very humbled by the fact that almost in, immediately it was like number seven on the charts and then it climbed to number four and, and it stayed in the top 10 for, uh, um, uh, for, for the entire week. So, so I'm, I've been, I've been very blessed by how many people have, have, have read it and how many people have related to it and, and I've I've gotten, I I think I've got like five five star reviews on it already. It's right now it's a five star rated book on Amazon. So I'm I'm very uh, I, I'm very blessed with the, the the response that I've had to it thus far. And listen, you know we'll include that link in our show notes, also on our website, our resources page. 
Um, but also, you mentioned the five-star readings. And I, and I want to encourage our listeners, when you, when you purchase a book um, through Amazon, uh, you know, ratings help. Uh, ratings help not just visibility, but it helps other people um, get an idea of what the book is and, and it's an encouragement to the author. So, you know, leave, leave a rating. Leave a rating. Um, that, that, that's also true for, for like, uh, the, the major authors, but especially uh, someone that's an independent author like myself, uh, it's, it's even more important that people see those ratings. And I mean, it doesn't take long to write one. And, and, I, and I, I think I speak for all authors that we're very eternally grateful when, when you take the time to write something. So Rick, what do you think from your personal experience, what do you, what are, what are some of the biggest misnomers? What do you, what do you wish people knew about anxiety that you don't think they already know? I think that people don't realize what a big deal it is. I, I, I think uh, people don't understand why, why do you act like that? Or why do you think like that? Or why is that a big deal? Uh, I mean, th there are little things that stress <coughs> me out and I mean, and, and, I, and I talk about in the book how the little things can become a big thing. Like when I was on the cruise ship, uh, then there would be a bunch of little things that happen. And, and I, I would just compartmentalize those. And then I would just, and then all of a sudden something, another little thing would happen. But all of a sudden I don't have one little thing I've had like, like uh, 10 little things that have happened in a short amount of time. So it's now become something that I can't really handle and, and, and it's something that makes me angry when, when it normally wouldn't have. And I, and, and I thought about, you know, I'm not mad at this person. I'm not upset because of what they did because it wasn't a huge deal what they did. Uh, it's just the fact that I've had so, so many things to, that have led up to this and it's not their fault. So, so it is, um, I, I think it's important when we're dealing with the anxiety is to, uh, to just find a way to deal with things and try, try to come to terms with that was something little, I'm not going to let it affect my day because one thing I want people that read this book to get, if they don't get anything else out of it, uh, that little things are little things and uh, they're not going to ruin your day unless you allow them to ruin your day. Um, so, so like, like if, if you're at work and a customer comes in and the customer is rude to you and you dwell on that and you think about that and that, uh, uh, and you allow that through in your day and you even go home and you tell your loved one about, about what happened. You tell your friends about what happened. It's still in your mind and it's still a part of your day. That person that, that was rude to you uh, will probably never see you again. They'll probably never think of you again. So, so why would you give them that power to have that impact over your day when you're not a second thought to them. So uh, let me ask you, uh, one of the things you, you talk about um, is that anxiety is not something you're just going to get over. This might, right. this may be something that you will, you will fight and struggle with to the day you die until the day uh, you, you reach heaven's shores. 
Um, Correct. So it's, so it's about more about management than cures. Right. Uh, I, I think there are ways, and that's, that's one thing that I've tried to do in this book. I've tried to, to talk about ways to manage it and to, to, to try to live a, and, and I want people to understand that even though you have anxiety, I don't know what causes anxiety. I don't know why, uh, why I react to things differently than some other people might. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, I do, and that, that's the fact. So, so, uh, I just know that there are things that I need that I can do to make things easier for me to, to handle things a little bit better. And I, I think, I think anybody, you don't have to have anxiety to be able to, to kind of manage stress a little bit better because face it in, in these times of COVID, especially we we're all stressed and we all, we're all a little bit anxious, even if we don't have like, anxiety or OCD or something like that. So, so, so we, we all can, we all could benefit from, from finding a way to, to make our lives a little bit happier. So let's, let's talk about that for a second, because the events in this book didn't happen like five years ago. They're, they're pretty current. We're talking about like April of this, this year. And right. so you're, you're on this cruise and this isn't boom, COVID hits. Uh, and you're on a cruise ship of all places. Uh, tell us a little bit about how, how COVID-19 plays into all this. Okay, so so the, 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 the cruises went from November to, to mid-February. And uh, even while we were on the cruises, they were talking a little bit about COVID. And we saw that there were some, some things where if, if you had been to China, they had to screen you. And this, this was at a time when, COVID was still off the coast of China and, and uh, in the Japan area, and, and it really hadn't hit the United States yet. So, uh, so I mean, um, th there wasn't a huge concern on the cruise ship about, am I going to get it? Is anyone breathing on me? I, there was no face masks and there was no social distancing, and none of that. But... Uh, but after the cruise ship, after we got back, and probably about two or three weeks is when everything started hitting. And, and, and they shut the cruise ships down eventually. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I heard before they shut the cruise ships down that, they, uh, that one of my favorite ports stopped the cruise ship that we were actually on from, from docking because they were afraid people might get sick so so that that was something that kind of hit home to me and then uh, I I also kept a a journal during the month of April because one coming from from the mind of a journalist and and writer I I thought that this was something that we needed to document about this this is a global pandemic that uh, uh, that hopefully will never happen again. So, so there needs to be a document of, of what's going on during this time. And then also with, with the anxiety angle, um, even if you don't have anxiety, you're being impacted by this. So, so I kind of wanted to, to kind of show 
how a person with anxiety was dealing with everything that that I'm hearing because because uh, in in what I what I did every every day in April I I started with the de- uh, the the the, uh, the the count of the death count or if you will and the the number of new cases every day and and the number of total cases and and because I I just want people to see this is what I was seeing on that day and this is the news that was being put out and uh, uh, this is the stress that that I was that I was seeing and I got to a point where I had to turn the television off I had to start streaming Netflix I had to start doing anything that I could we watched a lot of movies we we did a lot of things but uh, but I mean what watching the news 24/7 is not conducive to a happy lifestyle um so we're we're running out of time here in the book we're talking about again searching for calmer waters my battle with anxiety um, by, by Ricky and Bertie. And uh, Rick, we didn't get to the third part of your book is very helpful. It's, it's, it's basically 10 pieces of practical advice that you can follow. These aren't like off the charts, uh, complex things. I mean, it's things like count your blessings each day. Uh, don't, don't keep silent about this. Talk to other people. And I think that's, that's going to be a really helpful um, thing for, for, for people to read through. Um, let me ask you this final question. Uh, with someone who's struggling with anxiety, what would you recommend? What would be what would be the first step you'd say? Hey, listen, um, you know, there, there's a lot you're thinking about. Here, let's let's start here. I would say the the first thing that you need to do is be positive because I, I've found that a positive of atmosphere, of a positive outlook on life goes a long way because if if you keep feeding the negativity. Uh, if and and I, I've often heard if uh, if you're either if you're positive or negative about the things that are going to happen, if you think something bad's going to happen, you're right. And if you think something good's going to happen, then you're right. Because because I mean, if you keep that positive outlook, uh, it's not going to be as dark dark in your days. You're gonna you're gonna have a happier life, and I and I believe that. And that's something that I had to do. I had to to turn my negatives into a positive. I had to say, okay, uh, because I have limited mobility, it's hard for me to walk. I, I use a walker to get around. But then then I saw on the cruise ship, I saw people that, that were on the cruise ship that didn't have legs. And I was, and then it put things into perspective for me. Uh, okay, it may be hard for me to get around, but there's some, some people that would love to have the problem that I have. So... So I mean, it it helped helped me count my blessings, and and I, I saw I, I saw things, and I saw how people were treating their situations situations that 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 I perceived to be worse than mine, but they were they were treating them, and they were getting more joy out of their life than I was getting out of my life, and and that's something that that I wanted to change. And one last thing I want to say about this book is. I wanted, when I wrote this book, I wanted to pay it forward. I wanted to, to share my story. I wanted to, to, to do all these things. And I wanted to hopefully help people through the book. But I want to do more than that. So, so what, what I'm doing 
is for 20% of the profits of this book, I'm donating to anxiety-related charities to kind of help people through like therapy and through, uh, through uh, things like that that's, that's going to really help improve people's lives as well. Well, thank you for, for joining us uh, this week, Rick. And again, the book we're talking about, which is our recommended resource for this week, Searching for Calmer Waters by My Battle with Anxiety by Rick Amberg. And um, we'll have the, the, the link to Amazon on our show notes and on our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Rick, so much, thanks so much for taking the time and joining us this week. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Have a great day. All right, and thank all of you for listening. Again, our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Basic Bible Podcast. Uh, so until next week, have a great rest of your week.